0: Listening to PetLiferadio.com. Hi, and welcome to Pet Life Radio Alive Again. Our subjects are about animal life after death, reincarnation, pet loss, and all things surrounding an animal soul's contract and your pet's purpose. So look in those archives and see if there's something in there that you want to listen to or write me an email at brent at petliferadio.com and give us show suggestions. We're welcome to all suggestions and ideas. And once a month, we'll have an email question answer. It's pulled by Mark, our producer. And then we'll get to see how we can help heal your heart. Now, if you want to have other resources, we have our books, Animal Reincarnation. We have our Facebook group that we'd love to come over there. And that's a really active group. We have our blog, www.petreincarnationblogspot.com. So we hope that we can provide answers and information that all you have to do is listen to these podcasts anywhere in the world 24-7, read our blogs or come on our group, and we're there for you to help you through this horrific time if you've just lost a pet. Today, our co-host, Coco, is going to bring her subjects forward and talk about what did you learn from your pet stiff. So after our sponsor, we'll turn it over to Coco.
1: Sit. Stay. Stay. We'll be right back After a short pause Well Four to be exact
0: Swipe It's A revolutionary New product That literally Swipes away Cat hair From virtually Any surface You know Most of us Struggle with a Roller Or vacuum cleaner to clean up cat hair. But anyone who has tried either of these knows they just don't work very well. But Swipe It's patent-pending glove has a magnetic-like quality that removes cat hair from almost everything. And best of all, Swipe It's is machine washable, so you can use it over and over again. To order, just visit SwipeIt's.com. That's S-W-I-P-E-T-S. A simple solution for shedding.
1: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
2: Hi, this is Coco from Australia. Today I'd really love to hear everyone's opinions or your opinions on what you've learned from your pet's death. Because I know that when my dog died, my world changed forever in the best possible way. But I have learned so much. Not only did I learn that they had a purpose, but I also learned that I had a purpose And we've also got with us today T. She's a member of our wonderful group on Facebook. And I'd like T to give us her thoughts on what she's learned from her pet passing. Hi, T, and welcome.
3: Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, Lord, two Aussies and it's only
0: one of us. Okay, go (laughs) ahead.
3: (laughs) Yeah, well, as a lot of people on the Facebook group would know, I I lost my cat back in the (laughs)
0: The Bax Man, fabulous
3: guy. Yeah, I lost him back in December. It was very sudden and he was quite young and it was not something that I was expecting at all. And similar to Coco, my world just crumbled. When I got the news that he wasn't going to get better, it was kidney failure. And when I had to finally stop the denial, I tried everything I could. Finally, I just had no option but to understand that he was going to leave me. And I couldn't imagine my life without him. I didn't want to go on. Like, I've heard a lot of people say that. It's a very devastating thing. And trust me, I understand. Basically, reincarnation has always been in my belief system. Ever since I was little, it was just something that I just accepted as being a part of living. But I never really thought about it too much. It wasn't certainly wasn't in my upbringing. My parents, neither of them are particularly spiritual at all. And I don't know where the idea came from but it was just something that I just accepted and and knew, knew as being real. And so when I realized he was going to leave, I was so desperate for anything to hold on to. I had no hope left and I thought, Can he come back to me? And that was the single track thought that started me on this wonderful journey that I'm on now. That was all I could think about. Can he come back to me? And I started Googling about reincarnation and I found so much evidence and so much information. When I first started Googling, however, I will say I was scared. I was scared that I was going to find out that it wasn't true. And I was so terrified that I was going to find some evidence that proved, that disproved it. And I haven't. And I cannot. And I have read the skeptics' views and I have read people trying to debunk it. But you know what? They don't have the evidence. But there yeah. is so much evidence that it does exist. And I was just amazed of what I found. And so it's gone from, of course, I found Brent and her wonderful group. And I'm sure Baxter led me there. And that was a big turning point for me when I had my my reading with Brent it was just amazing I I can't say enough enough good things about you Brent I really can't
0: okay (laughs) folks that check worked so it's all right I'll send you your monthly stipend next month
3: (laughs) (laughs) and further I've expanded my awareness about the whole spiritual realm, I've, I've read Brian Weiss's books and Michael Newton's books as well, because I've taken an interest in the the whole of it. And animal reincarnation to me is fascinating, but so is reincarnation as a whole. And just to, same as Coco said, to understand my pet's purpose and my purpose, yeah. and what's done is it's. It's awakened me quite a lot to realise that to be a lot Has more it changed to
2: towards what? other people in your life. Has it made oh, you more aware of humans in your life as well as yes. other animals? It yes. awakens something in your spirit?
3: Yeah, absolutely it does. That's couldn't agree more there. It's it's made me a lot more accepting and I guess less judgmental I I don't believe I was a terribly judgmental person to begin with don't get me wrong but a lot more accepting of people and understanding a lot more sympathetic and the desire to help others particularly in in this particular area of pet loss, because going through what I went through, I want to be able to help people and help them to understand that it's not the end. They don't need to crumble. Their world hasn't crumbled. It is okay. It will be okay again. And to be able to help them through it. So that's really what I've learned. It's taken me from a single track mind of can my cat come back to me to wanting to help others to understand? Yes, they can. And Think about your own life and your pet's purpose as well. It's- Has it taught you to be patient? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I still have quite a while to wait until Baxter comes back to me, but sometimes I wish that that time would, would speed up, but also... I understand why he has his reasons for waiting as long as he, he has, and that's okay. I understand that. And But does that
0: make you a more mature person and a wiser person that things evolve into perfect timing, or does it just make you more, I want it now?
3: Oh, no, no. I, I wouldn't want him to come back earlier than his desires or my capabilities, because then it would be wrong, and things just wouldn't work out as they're supposed to. So, no, I'd, I'd rather wait until it's right
0: has reincarnation changed your
3: view of death itself? Absolutely, there is no fear. I understand that there's no fear to be had on dying, and and that's a, I guess that's within a lot of people the fear of dying. But it's it's not the end. It's quite a peaceful and, and loving experience. And I'm not saying that you should all rush out and try it, but. Uh, <laughs> It's certainly, it's changed my opinion radically in that it's not something that I need to be fearful of or worry about at all. It's something that's a long way away, I hope, and not something I don't need to sort of rush about getting materialistic things and, and building myself up, especially not at the expense of others.
2: Yeah. You know. And, and you death is only sad on. for those that are left behind. Sorry, for those that are left behind, they start their journey when we or our pets die. It's the beginning of a journey for those who are mourning, whereas for us, it's the beginning of a whole new life. Yes, well, exactly.
0: I can attest to that. When Mike was killed, I was afraid of death. And then when he taught me about reincarnation and being able to communicate and connect with the other side it changed my whole life in that I chose to not be afraid of death anymore because I understood it was just getting rid of one vehicle that your soul lived in and exchanging it if you came back for another. And if you didn't come back, I still wasn't afraid of death anymore because it's just death is a mindset that is a physical attitude. And once you r- limit yourself to to that physical attitude. It makes things frightening and it gives you a tiny awareness. If you take that limitation off of your mind and understand that we're just cloaked in a dense physical body and he's on the other side in energy, I mean, it's really freeing because when an animal or a human is on the other side, they can be with you all the time. They don't have to go to the bathroom. If you're on a plane, they can be on the plane. If you go to Europe, they can go to Europe. They have no physical limitations. And when you realize that, that energy is living on the other side, that death is really just a change up. That's right. It's just mind boggling.
3: Yeah, Some of the things that I've read, it's it's a little hard to get your, your head around initially, but it was really quite amazing and the amount of studies that are going on and scientists are finally realising that there is worthwhile a worthiness to researching this, and which is great and I can't wait until scientists prove it and those who think that they're too educated, dare I say, to believe in this, it's going to be great when the proof that satisfies them is finally there.
2: Well, there's then a perhaps our next incarnations will be the ones who come back as the scientist who proves that it does exist.
0: Well, that's interesting. That book, uh, "Proof of Heaven," by uh, the neurologist, poo-pooed it, and he said that you know near-death experiences are not real. But it's, uh, Dr. Alexander wrote the book. And yeah. proof of heaven. And he was a neurologist that I was put into a coma for a week that nobody can explain and awakened that nobody can explain. And he visited the other side and he writes in there, he said, Everything that I poo pooed is like, oh yeah, uh-huh, uh huh, and placated my clients with, he said, now I know is real. And he says, yeah. I feel compelled to let them know this is real. And so he, in his book, talks about the scientific skepticism and then how that within himself changed when he actually experienced the very thing he was skeptical about.
3: That's so interesting. I believe it was Ian Stevenson may have started his research in order to debunk reincarnation and became a believer himself. There's another lady whose name escapes me, but she's written a book also. I think it's regarding children and their past lives. But she did the same thing. A lot of people go, I'm going to prove this wrong, and then, uh uh-oh, it's true. Yeah,
2: they prove themselves wrong.
3: Exactly. But then, there is also
0: one other side that I want to add that there are a lot of people who have wishful thinking about pets and they yes. wish their pet to be here when factually it's not. And yes. so the downside of this is because reincarnation is the hot thing and the going new age fancy that a lot of people are saying, oh, my pet's reincarnated when factually it's not. And I think the good part of that is it makes them happy, but the downside of it is it sort of gives reincarnation a bad rap when it doesn't follow through exactly as their expectations and human filters set it to be. And I think that sometimes people know, especially in animal reincarnation readings, one of the big hamperings is when somebody walks in with an expectation of the reading to be my pet's come back or with a filter of I only want to hear you telling me my pet's coming back. It changes the whole mesh of the energy. And then the communicator actually reads the energy of the human's expectations overriding and overshadowing the person's expectations. So she says, oh, your animal's coming back when factually it's not. So there's a whole big discussion on that. And there's a lot of articles that we have on our pet reincarnation blog that uh, talk about different things like that can your pet come back as a human can a human come back as a pet and we're going to take a break for a minute then we'll talk to tea on the other side of our sponsors thanks so very much for listening and here's our sponsor
1: sit stay we'll be right back after a short pause well four to be exact
2: every pet is unique maybe they're gray in the muzzle yet young at heart Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. At PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet, at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together.
1: Go to PetSmartDeal.com and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com today. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L dot com. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life
0: Radio. We want to hear from you. Listen in. We're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific time, 4 o'clock Eastern time here on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: We are one of the only live
0: shows on Pet Life Radio, and I'm here to answer your questions. You can call in at 877-385-8882, or you can drop me an email to Jeff at petliferadio.com,
1: and hopefully, we'll see you here on Thursdays.
0: Let's talk pets.
2: Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're
0: back. Now, let me tell you what I've done. Since there are two Aussies over there, I brought in my friend. Rick Waits, who has a wonderful dog named Wolfie, who's going to be talking with both T and Coco and I about life after death and what your dog's death teaches you. So Coco, what were you saying a moment ago that I thought
2: was fascinating about how the world is receiving the concept of reincarnation? Well, yes, ever since Joey's death, I've noticed, I've been more aware, obviously, of discussions on um, reincarnation and books on reincarnation but since I've learnt so much I've realized that it's not just me being more aware it's that it's universally becoming more known that reincarnation is not just a fantasy it is real and it is occurring all around us in so many ways with all living beings. It's not just humans. It applies to animals and humans. And I'm just constantly amazed at the stream of new evidence. I'm also quite amazed that people don't believe. I Have you sometimes... noticed how
0: many of the movies are using it as a theme in their movies now? Yes. and the Spiritual
2: belief has grown astronomically in the last five years. It's no longer just a, a spooky story kind of thing. It's a part of life. I mean, it is. It's just another realm of life is the spirit world and then reincarnation is just a follow-through. It's a cycle that we, you know, like it's the, the world is constantly revolving with this invisible ring of gravity and all our souls seem to be just traveling slowly around the world. That's in different life forms.
0: And speaking of that, I do want to add for those who are listening, we will soon be translating these shows into other languages so that we can help heal hearts. When you hear me say that, it's my mission and Coco's mission and T's missions and Richard's mission to help folks because just because you can't speak English, there's Google Translate and Bing. So you're welcome in our group and our books will be in various languages because pet pain is united under pain and love. And it all stems from loving so hard that it hurts. And we hope that you will embrace and help others heal their hearts when you yourself have learned from our shows and have grown beyond your pain so that you can help spread awareness because pet pain is universal and it all is from
3: loving. That's just my little two cents worth. What do you have to say, T-Bird? Actually, I have a question. I'll be curious to hear people's responses to this. My own personal experience, i found that if I speak publicly about my beliefs, a lot of people scoff at me and laugh and, mm-hmm. or, or smile yeah. and nod, but they will come up to me in private and tell me their own personal stories. Yeah. Do, do other people find that, that people aren't willing to stand up with you publicly but will come up to yes, you in private? Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
2: yeah. Rick? You'll have the people who, who like to support you privately who are too embarrassed to share their beliefs or their, their questions or curiosity but they will definitely be very private with you and then they'll ask you please don't say anything yes <laughs> yeah so you don't
0: well, i get a lot of emails that say i would like to join your group and i'm a member of your group but i'm not going to participate because i don't want my friends to know i'm in it and yeah. i think essentially what about you rick
1: well i have uh, experienced the same thing where you say it And you do it a little bit hesitantly because you know what they might do. And some people surprise you and they're into it and understand and want to know more about it. I want to hear what I have to say about it. Other people, you know, put it off. And and like my best friend, he told me one time, he said, you could probably lay on the ground and look at the clouds and see a German shepherd uh, if you sat there for hours. And I said, well, poo-poo on me and you know the thing is, is is people want to believe it i find that it seems that the and i guess it's because maybe i'm just a little bit more sensitive than some men but or show it more but it does seem that a lot of the ladies really will be more receptive to it at first but in private the men will too and it is so interesting to get the conversation going that way
2: yeah i've met men here in australia who poo-pooed in public as a group any theory of reincarnation with my dog but in private again you know if there's one or two people they will be sitting there telling me their stories of reincarnation but in a group they don't want to appear not to be manly so they either say nothing or they ridicule me
3: That's so interesting that that happens (laughs) so far and wide. It's just a little irritating, but...
2: Hey, my own mother says don't talk about that stuff you do, so I get it. (laughs) So does my dad, Brent. So does my dad.
0: Well, let's ask Rick how his dog affected his life, because this is quite a wonderful... Wolfie is as wonderful as the Baxman is. And for all of you who'd like to ask your questions of T-Bird or Rick, you can find them, and Coco, and myself, on our Pet Reincarnation Group on Facebook. We're the world's number one resource for your pet loss, grief, and support. We're Team Help Heal Hearts. And we're there 24-7 on translators in all languages to help you get through this horrific time. And we'll be there for you through it. We hope to uplift you and... Um, when you're healed, we hope you'll join us to help pass it forward. Tell us about Wolfie, Rick.
1: Well, I think the, the greatest thing that Wolfie taught me, and I didn't realize he was teaching me it for a part of his life, but it was that there are so many more patterns of love and ways to feel it and see it, experience it, than I ever knew. I'm an old fart by now, and um, I've, you know, loved and been loved and been married 40 years this coming January, so there's been a lot of love going around. We have two boys; they're both grown. They're in their 30s. But the the love that Wolfie taught me is a dimension or a set of dimensions, I should say, that is beyond the love that I had experienced before him. It is incredible the energy and the power that he he showed for experiencing the way two souls can interact. Now. It was not only the way it was when he was alive, but the thing that I thought, I thought when I thought, just thought that we had been about as far as we could be, and I thought it was an infinite amount of love, he passed away. And the thing that I saw was he was continuing to teach me past his death. So what I learned was this thing that I read in in Brent's book was that the energy does not get any less. If anything with Wolfie, it got stronger. Yep. The light that he showed me, the signs he, he gave, the feeling were just awesome. I felt so honored. And I'm going to probably start crying now. But I, I felt That's lovely. I felt like...
0: You just melted 500 hearts and everybody's wishing you were their husband.
1: I said, this is the most dignified expression of love that I've ever had. And I hope it's not offensive to the other loved ones in my life, but it is amazing what he taught me. And, you know, like some other folks said, I think it was tea or cocoa that said that it awakened additional ways of loving. Well, sure, it did, but it's almost unexpressible, and I'm not sure I'm doing it justice right now.
2: Are you doing very well, Rick, that your heartfelt feelings are definitely coming through?
1: What came to me When I realized, you know, that we were going to open our hearts to have these two additional puppies was that Wolfie would have been a wonderful dog to have helped other people than just me and my wife and our cats, which is basically where where his life was. So I have decided these two new puppies that we've brought in are going to be obedience trained first. And then if one or both of them can become therapy certified, they're going to become therapy dogs. The things that I want them to do are to possibly be guided by Wolfie and his energy to help other people feel comfort, like in a hospice or in a a school. My wife is an educator, and she sort of pioneered in this county a dog in an uh, autistic classroom, improving the reading of the students there, just the dog's presence. And I would love to see that happen through pets that I have. And I think with the energy that I experienced and I guess the love that I got back from Wolfie, I know he'll help us do that. Another thing I want to say is that the dimension of love is apparently more complex than just talking about another dimension or two. Because like I saw one time that Coco wrote on there, uh, on the group, going from bad grief to good grief. And I realized that when I read Brent's book, it facilitated me going from bad to good in the grief area because it enabled me to see the energy and feel the energy and the light. There's something about light with Wolfie, too, because everything I get involved with, with light, there's another feeling with, with him there. And as soon as I see the light and I feel his, his presence or his, his energy, I feel the love. It's just amazing to me.
3: It's beautiful, Rick. Right? I'm in awe. <laughs> Well,
0: now, besides, do you think, did Wolfie give you any specific directions with these puppies yet?
1: Well, other than the feeling of, of trying to get them to be perfect citizens, I'm not sure you saw that on, <laughs> on the Facebook. But when I took them over last week, I was trying to get my wife, Susan, to say, bring them on over. She's at the school about six miles away from here. But she didn't want to. She's worried about this liability, that liability. I said, well, I'll just put them on the other side of the fence when they're on the playground. So anyway, I made up an excuse to go to the vet next door and show (laughs) them the dogs. And so I said, I'm just going to run by the school. So I ran by the school, and that was all she needed. She let them in. We went in the office. All the kids were coming and going, or half the kids were coming and going. And they got to meet all those kids. I don't know if anybody saw that on Facebook. But I posted it.
0: I did. I saw those little fellas giving hugs and kisses.
1: (laughs) They were perfect citizens. Then last weekend, after obedience class, we were at the park. When the soccer fields got dismissed, all the kids came over and saw them. And I posted that as another album. And they were also perfect citizens. So the only thing I can say is that what I think Wolfie did, one of the things that was so cool about Wolfie, and the breeder says, well, the reason he was so cool is he was laid back. Well, laid back is really not the word. The word is he's confident. He is comfortable in his space that he knew that nothing was going to rock his world because he was happy with the way everything was. I'm trying to teach these puppies that, and with Wolfie's help, I'm doing it. These puppies have to be exposed to everything. For example, I took them over to our, our cabin and put them in a crate next to where we were chainsawing for four hours so that they could experience the noise so that when if I go to a a school or an old folks home and there's a bulldozer next to it I want to be able to walk in there confidently and he'll help people see one of the things that the breeder told me I'll just give you an example of the love that she expressed she said if I win the lottery I'm going to use the money to get people, old people's pets, into their nursing home with them so that they don't have to let them go. She feels so sad that the pets don't get to go to the nursing home when people have to go.
3: I think that's a wonderful idea.
1: I almost think you could start a charity to do that. So with the guidance of Wolfie, it's almost like it's intrinsic. It's almost like my soul is woven into his now and maybe it wasn't before or maybe it always was and i just never realized it but it's definitely a feeling i get every day now it's a guide it's almost like i don't have to even open my eyes I, i can reach i can go there without even seeing wow most of the pictures that are on there just touch me to the point of crying i see the eyes and all the things that are on that group And not just on the group, but when you see the pets of people and you see the eyes of them and the way that, especially if you watch the person that owns the pet and the pet is owned by them. It's just so interesting to watch the soul in the eyes and the body movement. But if you watch the eyes and the movements of the pet, it'll always show you the love that's coming out of that pet toward their owner.
2: Oh, they're human, yeah.
0: I think this is just absolutely incredible, and but we'll have to be sort of wrapping it up now. And, Rick, we want to thank you for sharing a gentleman's, literally a gentleman's, perspective. And we want to thank Wolfie for changing so many lives that he's only begun to do with your two little cheerings, as they say in the South. We hope that if you would like to talk to Rick further or Coco or T-Bird... Come on over to our reincarnation group and our other show previous to this about do you feel confused if you have a reincarnated pet. Pat Coffee will also help answer your questions. So all of the folks here, we try to extend their hearts and extend their knowledge so they can help you get through what you're going to deal with and how your heart is feeling and how hopefully you evolve. T-Bird, any more questions from the Max man? Can you tell I love that cat, folks? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, I love him too. Um, I don't think so. I did actually, if you don't mind, I had an unusual and slightly confusing dream a few weeks ago now in that um, I didn't actually see him, but I knew. All I can remember is he said, the script has changed. I'll come back when the time is right. And I woke up and I went, what does that mean? And I was really confused. What does he mean the script has changed? I don't understand.
0: Well, I think if he's telling you that, it means the timing has changed. So we may come a little bit earlier or a little bit later. And the best way to answer that is I had a girl in Japan whose cat was supposed to come back at a specific time, and her child was very ill. And I've used this example before, but it's just perfect. And her child was significantly ill, that it took all of their time and resources to focus on getting the child well again. And the cat Held its reincarnation timing so that it waited until the child was well because it wanted a a lot of attention and b didn't want to stress the owners and having to deal with a kitten while all they could do with every breath they were taking was to deal with their two year old child. Yes. So yeah. I think that that was just Baxter communicating very straightforward with you that he may be a little earlier or a little bit different, and I think that you should be very honored that he took the time to come to you to let you know that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah. Okay, thank you.
0: Yeah, I think it's a really good
2: thing. And I want to thank everybody and Coco. Thank you so much. This has been a wonderful, wonderful show. Thank you so much, Rick and T. Thank Thank you. And we'll look
0: forward to seeing everyone again next week. You'll see our archive shows all up and you'll see the upcoming shows. And if you have a suggestion, send me an email at brent at petliferadio.com. And we'll look forward to seeing you in our Pet Reincarnation group because we have so many resources for you to learn lots and lots about Pet Reincarnation because that's our job. We're Team Help Heal Hearts, and we're here for you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.
1: Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.